previously on The Mortal Path. Well, what do you want to know? I don't know. Where'd you come from? What's your mum's name? What'd you do for a living? And in the icing, it says, Happy Birthday Tarot. Oh, oh my god! Oh my god! Oh. And then Tarot jumps out from behind a box. Surprise! And I lock eyes with her as she drops backwards onto the floor. And I watch her as the light goes out. Okay. <laughs> you must be Queen Eusebius. Well, I suppose so. And then V changes into Eusebius. Oh, that's unnerving. And then just looks down at Nat. Good. And then I'm going to walk over, stand over Eusebius, and just look down for about a minute, breathe a few times, and then turn back to Vesper and say, let's go. in tow start to make your way out of this tunnel that leads to the inside of the crater of the Firemouth. so just let me get your marching order and what y'all currently look like <laughs> please i'm eusevius okay uh, are you gonna be at the front yeah because i'm the boss i'll follow uh behind eusevius because that's that's what nat's been doing you are the second in command nerium is uh following behind them both and I would imagine I would have asked Lua to put a paw on my shoulder, which actually, depending on how tall Lua is, they may actually have a paw on my head. <laughs> I think they have a paw on your head. Yeah, because Lua is invisible. Nat's got a weird expression on her face. Mm. Like a bit of a poker face going on, as in a very like okay. de- determined and inscrutable expression. Okay. Neri is uh, holding up the uh, strap on the front of her dress, which got sliced through. And looking extremely anxious and frightened. Okay, so as you start making your way out of this corridor, you can see the entranceway of the tunnel kind of lit by this magma glow. And Taro, as Eusebius, or Vesper, I should say, as Eusebius, as you step out, the two guards that were standing on either side of the entranceway are still there, but they are kind of made of stone now and you see these like hundreds of like hands that have reached out from the stone to like grab them half in like they got pulled halfway in screaming and then it all turned to stone (laughs) Ah, ah, that's Uh, inconvenient i don't remember that bit of sculpture (laughs) let's continue on can all three of you before you do just make me nature checks real quick please Nature. Nature. Or maybe uh, history. I'll allow history. Okay. Uh, Eight. (laughs) I got 19. Whoa, big leagues. 15. Okay, so Vespa, spooky hands. Don't like them. Little bit like scaly. Little bit like lizard-like. However, Natalia and Nerium, the two of you have been around like very big cities and you have met all sorts of interesting people. There are not many what you would know as kobolds and dragonborns on Alfalan, but there are a few. And these 
hands are very reminiscent of something not quite kobold and not quite dragonborn. It's different from Findex's hands. Like he's he's definitely got a different like shape to his arms and his hands, as do the general lizard folk or the tieflings here in Tembrand. These are very more reminiscent of our fallen type kobolds and dragonborn. I was gonna say, I always kind of picture Findex as having like gecko paws. Yeah, he's got like a little bit more like gecko hand than like yeah. claws and ridges and and things. Don't remind me that D and D cobalt's are lizard based. It makes me sad. What would you rather they be? Dog based. Well, they're kind of in fifth ed in the only artwork. They're little dragon dogs. Yeah, Knolls are the dog it, ones. It just makes me sad that they're scaly. You know. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. You wanted to know. We can say that our fallen kobolds don't have scales, and that's why this is a bit weird because they're kind of kobold shaped, but they're scaled. Yeah, it's weird. Is that better? Is that yeah. a good compromise? I, I, like, I like a furry kobold, you know? Okay, okay. <laughs> That's just how I feel about kobolds. I feel like they should have fur. Okay, sure. Dandy doesn't agree with me. Most people don't agree with me. It's just how I feel about kobolds. It's, it's, it's just Ed. He prefers furries to scalies. <laughs> They're like moomins. Not yeah. moomins. Snuffkin from the moomins. No, sniff from the moomins. That's how I feel about kobolds. It's they like sniff from the moomins. Please continue playing D&D. Okay. <laughs> I won't talk any more about kobolds. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. So that's what you see as you leave this desecrated, sacred space. Yubi, just to check, is this the tone you were expecting for this horror scene of um, creatures oh, being yeah, turned yeah. to stone? With Ed involved, yes. Why would I want anything else? <laughs> okay. So you start heading up the stairs again, the natural staircase type thing carved into the inside of the crater, which does exist. <laughs> Wait a second. The natural staircase carved into the crater the natural staircase like thing carved it was into carved the by god gary who knows whom carved it <laughs> whom whom Nature indeed itself whom before we do that i yes. would like to as we sidle around the horrifying gnome king statuary can i tap on a bit of it that's not kobold hands that's actually a bit of like what would be sculpted flesh of the yeah if i tap it does it feel like maybe it's a layer of stone covering them or does it just ring like it's stone all the way through make me a perception check please tapping it's bold (laughs) Um, yeah god what a mistake (laughs) nine feels like stone but has a little bit of that same give like the stone inside the the chamber ew okay i imagine the other two are still walking so i will scamper and catch up okay so the Three of you, technically four, but the three of you make your way up this staircase. Quick question. Yes. The Alice wheel. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. What happened with that? Well, you said that Eusebius was holding it, so it went with her when she teleported. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you would have got it off her. Okay. Sorry. We're, we're ascending the caldera. Oh. Ooh. Okay. So the three <laughs> of you begin to ascend the caldera. Going to steal that one. It was nice. That's very and... good. Watch me get cut out there. And it's just Yubi's. Yes, yeah, no, yeah, no, it's no. just Yubi. It's just Yubi. <laughs> Only Yubi has this vocab. Yes, exactly. And no one will ever know because I'm in charge of the roars. <laughs> that note <laughs> didn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> Can I say it? No. Wow. Like what a quote. No, didn't like that one. <laughs> well. <laughs> no. <laughs> 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 Not what I wanted to say. Can I've we missed please, this. That is up there. Can we please ascend the caldera? Please. So. Yes. As the three of you ascend the caldera, Vesper, you can see ahead of you at the top, the guards are still waiting. Those ones seem fine, if a little bit 
unsure as to what's happening. There's some general activity, people like peering down. Um, you do know from when you descended that it was quite hard to actually see past maybe 50, 70 feet because the heat of the magma and, and the, the fumes, vague as they are, just makes it a little bit difficult to really find out what is happening. That we totally survived. But oh yeah. yeah, you're fine. It's fucking D&D. Yep. We're in a volcano, it's great, you work. Yeah. We're good, yeah, we're cool. But you can see them up there, not sure what's happening. What is your approach? How are you doing this? Uh, what does is, what is Eusebia sound like? Remind me. You be being sexy. <laughs> I was going for angry, but sure, okay. Yeah, um, that sounds more about you, Kitty, than it does ooh. about you, V. I'll oh, be no. real. Oh no, what has been oh, revealed? Oh no, oh no. <laughs> uh, I was trying to play her kind of like short and clipped with a bit of like tension in her jaw was how I was trying to do her voice. Cool. All right, I'd like to go up to these guards. Okay, they immediately stand to attention as you approach. Guards, the cave is closed. Ensure that nobody is allowed to return there. Okay, make me a performance check with advantage. And I think you have something in one of your feats, don't you, that lets you mimic voices if you've heard them. So just remind me what that mechanically does. Because you might not have to make this check. Maybe you can just do it, but I just want to make sure. I think we, we kept Eusebius talking for like a minute Oh yeah. yeah. last time. Yeah, yeah I, have, I have advantage on performance when I'm trying to pass myself off as a different person and I can mimic the speech of another person or the sounds made by other creatures that I've heard. Brilliant. Okay, so make me that performance check with advantage, please. Advantage. Yeah. And I'm going to say that for this like whole scenario, that when you successfully um, make that check against a group of people, you won't ever have to make that again, even if you do something like a little bit weird. So it's just like a one-time thing. Yeah. But if you miss one, you'll have a suspicion. Sweet. That is a 23. Yeah, yeah. They all kind of like look to each other and then nod and, and say... Yes, of, of course, my queen. We will be returning to the city now. Of of course, right away. I return to the city. Okay. I, I'd like to continue going. So, you make your way down the outside of the volcano. You make your way across the desert. You pick up the guards as you do. And seeing you with these other guards, there's no hesitation from the ones that, that you pick at the outpost at the foot of the volcano and you make your way back into the city through the fire mouth there is again this kind of um trumpets this parade like feel to it one of celebration and and victory and you can see that like all these crowds have gathered and people including the soldiers are looking at you three trying to like see what's different see what's happened this time you all seem to be there and Nerium, as you get into the city, you feel that little paw on your head kind of like tap you twice and then disappear. And you're pretty sure with your past perception of 15 that Lua has scarpered for now. Uh-huh. I smoothed my hair down. Qu- question. Yes? How long was the uh, walk back to the city? I think I said it was a couple of hours. Oh. oh Lua bargained off earlier okay. than that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think you told Lua that it would only last an hour, right? Yeah, we did. Yeah, I okay. think so. So, retconning that, Lua... Lua did that pat at the foot of the volcano and then went to hide somewhere and is going to get themselves back into Tembran somehow, some way. Okay. Very good point, thank you. Yeah, that walk is a couple of hours. So right now it's about three in the afternoon, four in the afternoon or so. You are you lead, but you're also kind of led by the crowd and the way that the parade is going into the fanged court. Anybody greeting us? Anybody sort of meeting the queen on her return? A fair amount of people are like joining the procession. Military folk are joining, but nobody is approaching yet. There very much seems to be an air of, we don't know what's happened and no one's going to ask that question first type <laughs> thing is the is the feel that you get but once you get into the palace 
where do you go? Because you are now totally in control of this. I'd been to like Eusebius's like courtroom thing before, right? I'd like to walk in there and see if like an aide of some kind presents himself or like an assistant or something. You walk into that room and your very dear friend, Kulai Crimson, steps out from beside ah! the throne and goes, So good to see you back so soon. Yes. <laughs> there is important work to be done. Please ensure that a podium is erected in Cloudfield Square. Swear? Cloudfield. <laughs> Please ensure. Cloudfield fucking Please ensure square. That a podium is erected He's in Cloudfield Square. He's not going to suspect a thing, it's fine. Yeah. I have an announcement to make. Really? Okay. Make me a persuasion check with advantage. Kulai has got a higher DC. Yeah. This, this guy's on it is the problem. Yeah. yeah. Well, I hope that other dice was good. Oh, it's another 23. Kulai, like, stares at you for a very, very long moment. And there's, looking into the skull, you can see these almost little, like, blue flames somewhere very deep inside that skull. And then Kulai bows and goes, of course, my queen, I'll see to it right away. And swans out of the throne room. Can I follow him? Uh, yes, you can. I'm just going to scamper out after him. And as after he's left the room, I'm, I'm just going to tug gently on whatever bit of robe he has and say, excuse me, excuse me, sir. Hi, nice to see you alive. That is a surprise. <laughs> I won't lie to you. <laughs> uh, to me as well, actually, quite frankly. But, you know, Nat and um, Her Majesty are extremely powerful, so I'm, I'm grateful for their protection. That's actually what I was going to ask you about. Um, I got the impression when I first came here... Mr. Mm -hmm. Crimson. Lord Crimson? I don't know how I should address uh, you. Kulai. Kulai's fine. Just call me Kulai. Kulai. Lovely. Well, Kulai, I got the impression that you were sort of the Queen's right-hand man. Well, skeleton. Right-hand skeleton. My apologies. And, um, well, as you can see now, that, that position has been taken rather by my friend Nat. And I just wondered how you felt about that. <laughs> oh, the betrayal the usurping, the carelessly huh? tossed to one side because I wouldn't do exactly what she said all the time, you know. Oh, it's fine. Plenty of rulers like that. Come and go. I will <laughs> insight check that, if I may. Yeah, go for it. I believe I have disadvantage on insight checks at the moment because I swallowed a drop. However, I rolled two tens. <laughs> so that's 14. <laughs> It's <laughs> good phrasing. Good phrasing. Mm, great, we've done very well in this whole eighteen minutes we've been recording. <laughs> so it's quite hard to read the subtle body language of, of a, a skeleton, skull. but you get the feeling that if Kulai wanted to lie, then he would have a better way of doing it than that. So I can be confident then of your continued allegiance to our queen in there. Sure, but you know, I've just got one question for you. And he like crouches right down and like there's a little like clackering of bones inside Not the room. Not patronizing at all. Fine. Yeah. And he gets like real close to you and he goes, you know, I've known Eusebius a long, long time. <laughs> She's not the mercy kind. Very, very weird to see you walk back in here. Did lose quite a lot of money on a little bet I made about that. What happened? Well, I'm sure the Queen will be ready to debrief you on all recent events right. very soon. And 
at that point, I'm going to look him directly in the eye and I'm going to cast Detect Thoughts. Ooh, okay. Talk to Ooh. me about Detect Thoughts. Have you cast that? Oh, this is I a Violet Drop this spell. This is a Violet Drop spell. Did I make oh. you roll for Violet Drop spells before? No, not previously. I didn't know. Violet Drop spells you can do. Okay, okay, I need to make a mark of that. I can focus my mind on any one creature that I see within 30 feet of me. There's a wisdom saving throw and it's 12. Failed. Rolled a four. Wow. So I initially learned the surface thoughts of the creature, what is on its mind in that moment. So what are his surface thoughts? Okay. Uh, just one quick thing. The uh, wisdom saving throw is actually for the next stage of the spell, so it, we'll hold on to it for the next stage. This is the... Without a saving throw, I learn the surface thoughts of the creature. Okay. So the surface thoughts are ones of genuine curiosity, a smidgen of respect... And also of the understanding of somebody who is very old and has been around this block a couple of times who knows that, quote unquote, something is up, but does not yet know what it is at all. Okay. Now, as an action, Mm -hmm. you can either shift your attention to another creature's thoughts or attempt to probe deeper into the same creature's mind. If you probe deeper, your target must make a wisdom saving throw, which is a four. If it fails... You gain insight into its reasoning, its emotional state, and something that looms large in its mind. Questions verbally directed at the target creature naturally shape the course of its thoughts. I want to know if he knows that that's not really Queen Eusebius. Kulai does not know that that's not really Eusebius. Kulai does know that something has changed. You get from that reading that Kulai has that Kulai is tapped into the magic in this place in a way similar that you are currently because of the violet drop. And in a way that maybe like Nat and and Taro aren't necessarily tapped in, um, you can hear a little bit of these thoughts that there's a teeny echo of that same song that Kulai is maybe also hearing that's also in Kulai's head. Kulai knows that something big has shifted, probably magical in nature, knows that probably it was something done in the Firemouth, doesn't know what it was, what it's doing, or anything like that. Kulai is okay. definitely suspicious, but not like in a way that they're angry about it or getting violent. It's like a genuine, almost childlike curiosity at what is happening here. Okay. And the last, and for my money, the best bit of this spell mm-hmm. is that if you investigate further, they know that you are probing into their mind. Okay. Okay. So he knows that I can read minds. Yeah. Okay. So Kulai's like head like cocks a little bit to the side and he goes... Ooh, neat <laughs> trick. It can be useful. I'm glad we understand each other. If you'll excuse me. I don't understand anything about you, but I am excited to learn. Oh, well, thank you very much. And I drop him a quick curtsy and I run back into the throne room. Okay. He, like, watches you go and then he slowly stands and walks off the other way. Cool, 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 cool. I'd like to run back into the throne room and go... Uh, Vesper, what exactly is this announcement you're intending to make? I take we're alone, by the way, in this room. Yeah, I assume so. Yeah, you you have cleared the throne room. Um, well, uh, I haven't quite figured that one out yet. Nat, um, do they have books of laws here? Uh, I I know where I could find them. That would be very helpful. Very well. I think uh, we can we can tweak these a little bit, make things in our you know in our favor a little bit. Of course, of course. I'll be I'll be back in an hour. Is that what we're doing? Sorry, I'm. I've, I've, I've lost track slightly. We're in charge now. and we, Are we staying in charge? Are we planning to stay in charge? What are we doing here exactly? Yeah, I think so. Why not? Uh, well, we'll see, right? 
I mean... I haven't looked at the laws yet. There's an awful lot of why not, uh, Vesper. I'm open to suggestions. I, I was saying something about democracy, and I don't think that's a bad thing, but it does need to be set up correctly, I suppose. Yeah, why not? Yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. That sounds good. Yeah. Do you know what? Actually, I, here's something that we could um we could maybe uh, think about, like uh, uh, including in your speech, is like um a, a, a consultation practice because we ain't from round here. We don't know what needs changing. Is there like a a, a quill and paper near me? Yep. I'll write that down. We do need to be careful, though, Neri, because if Eusebius starts acting very strangely, people may suspect. All right, can we just make sure that nobody gets sent to the blood sands for a little while? I'll write that down too. I'll I'll go get those books. I need to, to clear my head a bit. Good. Yeah, me and all. I wonder what time the learning chamber shuts. <laughs> as you say that, and as Nat opens the door, Nat, you do that very comedic thing where you open the door just as like someone's about to knock on it, hey. and there <laughs> is this um, <laughs> there is this halfling standing there in this very, very pretentious armor, very pretentious armor, and her hair is like curled up and pinned, and she kind of looks surprised, and standing behind her is a tabaxi with like calico fur, again in, in pretentious armor, who also looks a bit surprised to suddenly see you, and they both kind of give you a kind of hesitant half bow, and the halfling puts forward her hand and says, uh, Corporal March, uh, no, we haven't had the pleasure of meeting yet. I believe that you are... Uh, um, uh, State your business. We're here to speak to the Queen, as we do after excursion. So if you will excuse me, we will continue with our business. A corporal? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, have I got this the wrong way around? You said it went Private Corporal Sergeant, Ensign Lieutenant, Captain Major, Colonel yep. General. Corporal's Sorry, pretty low. But the second lowest person in the army. I got my went list the wrong straight way to the round. queen. Oh, <laughs> A private, oh. the most important person here. Yeah. Oh. Uh. Colonel. Oh. I think you mean Colonel. I... Corporal Mustard. No, I meant yeah, I meant Colonel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wrote my list the wrong way around. Just turn the sheet of paper upside down. Pretend I said Colonel. Okay, in that case, I don't. Okay. Took them off. Um. <laughs> I wrote my list backwards. I should have picked up on that. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. So you open the door. Very comedic. Those two people standing there, and the halfling kind of puts forward her hand, and she says, uh, "Colonel March, uh, you must be n- um, n- Natalia uh, Nat- Nightlark." Yes, that's it. So lovely to finally get to meet you. Heard all about you. Very exciting. Are you leaving now? I, I was about to shake her hand. And at the, are you leaving now? I just kind of look down and go, oh, yes, actually. Goodbye. And just walk past. They both like watch you as they go. And they both step Doesn't into everyone. the room. <laughs> uh, and they both step into the room. We hate to see you go now, but we love to watch you leave. <laughs> Gosh. Yes. Yep. Golly. So, gosh. If only you hadn't killed Eusebius. <laughs> yeah, if only oh, we well. hadn't done that. Yep, if only if we only. hadn't done that and uh. killed the character. They step into the room and so both of them blah, 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 
So both of them step into the room, and as they do, they both look over to Nerium with clear shock on their faces. Like, they can't hide that. And Colonel March, she kind of looks to Eusebius and goes, uh, My queen, should I remove this one for, for you? Hmm, I don't think so. She has proved to, after all, be quite useful, it turns out. I was surprised too. I, I smile winningly and, and drop a curtsy at the two of them, and I take a step back and I'm very much in the background. Right. So, the uh, Firemouth, my queen, how, how was it? Very concerning. Concerning? Yes, it does appear that something strange is happening there that mm, may be a threat, but so for the time being, I've, I've, I've decided that place is off limits. Okay, r- right. Um, con- concerning, I... Th- I... Uh, please uh, do excuse me, my queen. I was very much under the impression um, that there was nothing to be concerned about. Well, times appear to have changed then. Uh, I will have to discuss this matter with Stenpanch upon his return. Roll me your persuasion, please. With mm. advantage. Okay. For both of them. 18. They're both just going to make little insight checks. Wow, if this die could stop rolling a fucking four, that's the wow. third four I've rolled. Incredible. That's. Have I only rolled fours? I think I've only rolled fours. What the fuck? I don't think that one's balanced. Golfers hate them. <laughs> oh my <laughs> word. <laughs> Gary. It's one weird trick. I will let you say many jokes, but a golf joke I will not allow. <laughs> the line has been met. We found the line and it's there. It's golf. Do not. <laughs> You will not golf in my presence. <laughs> you will you will not, sir. Sir, you will not. Okay. <laughs> they both like nod and you get the feeling, Vesper, that however you are interacting with them currently is very unusual for for that. You don't necessarily know why it's unusual. You you can make an insight check if you'd like to see if you can work out okay, what it is I'll, about how you're I'll doing it. Size. Yeah, you incise that. Well I, th- I think an insight check is part of the That's a six on my incisors. Okay, you're acting weird, but you don't really know how or why. But they're going along with it. They don't seem to be questioning this at all, just what's happening in general. And they both kind of nod, and the other, the tabaxi steps forward and goes, My queen, maybe we should head to the war room to discuss further what it is our next step should be. I'm afraid I must think. I have a speech to write. Um... Excuse me, Your Majesty, if I may, for a moment. Um, I believe also it might be important for uh, the corporal and their <laughs> friend. To, um, sorry, Colonel. Colonel. Oh, I'm Colonel sorry. I get these things all backwards all the time. I do apologise. Um, we do probably need to notify people of the death, uh, the unfortunate death of the two guards who were with us at the uh, entrance to the cave. I, I just look at the the corporal. <laughs> Colonel. <laughs> Colonel. <laughs> Neither of them look particularly surprised, and both of them look a little bit more wary at the mention of the deaths. You get the feeling that people not returning from the Firemouth is not too unusual. They both nod, and the tabaxi that has stepped forward, they turn to you, Vesper, and they give a short bow, and they say, 
I will make sure that all this gets passed on, my queen, so no one's to go near the firemouth. Not that we have been doing anyway, but we will ensure that it is watched and guarded so that no one may enter, and I shall inform the families of the two guards that they died gloriously in your service. You probably want to redo the rotors as well. <laughs> I do not see to the rotors, but I will pass it on to the appropriate level of military that would deal with the rotors. I'm glad to have been helpful. You're welcome. Oh, God. I don't believe I ever caught your name ever. <laughs> oh, it's Meredith Burrows. I imagine you'll be hearing it a lot now. How delightful. I'm so excited to continue to be in your presence. And the tabaxi leaves. I didn't ask their name. You did not? <laughs> nope. Nerium is having the time of her fucking life. <laughs> Excellent. Um, so Colonel March, the halfling, kind of like half steps forward again. And you get a sense that she's almost like trying her luck here. And she goes, my queen, I, um, I know that you must be tired. It's obviously been a difficult day, but there are... Um... Hold your tongue, tired. <laughs> I think you should leave if you value your head. Quite so. My apologies. Uh, you know where to find me when you're ready to discuss the next steps. That's right, I do know where to find you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't laugh because I'm a professional. Yeah, yeah. She bows and she leaves and you are once again alone in the throne room. You get a sense there are maybe things that you need to be doing at some point. You managed yeah! to put them off for now, but... Can I tell the guards that I don't want to receive any more guests until uh, the the speech podium is ready for me to do my speech. Of course, my queen. Usually when we do the speeches, you have me read over the... No, quite so. Uh, until then. And she leaves. Excellent. I can't lie. This is the most fun I think I've ever had in my life. <laughs> but I do also feel... Like, it's going to be quite short-lived. Are we pissing them off too much, do you think? Because these people work with their day in, day out. Uh, do, do you have any tips? I I, I mean... I, I, I have not... Yeah, no, I've... I haven't really met Eusebius, you see. Not like you have. No. Do you know what, actually? Why have we got a minute before Nat gets back and we all have to discuss what we're actually doing? Vespa, do you know Tarot at all? Oh, yes, yes. See, when you invite someone in like that, uh, I know what you, Taro, and Nat have been up to. I do. Who's doing the inviting? Me? All oh, right, you invite Taro in. Yes, it was all part of it. You see, I had some... There was some knowledge that I had <gasps> that I needed not to have. So, uh, there was an arrangement. It's not too important. Fuck. Ah. Fuck. So, where did the knowledge go when Taro... Oh, no, I still have it, you see. Oh, but Taro doesn't, so when Taro's in charge, you don't know it. Yes, and it's very important that he does not know Right, this. what is this knowledge? <laughs> what is it, though? No, I'm not going to tell you that. Please? Knowledge spreads, <laughs> Nerium. Is it dangerous? I can't tell you that, you see. All right. I've said too much already. All right. <laughs> it, uh, um, you're very... You seem very nice, and, um... Considerably more um, amenable to reason, actually. But is Taro ever coming back? Oh, yes, yes. I just thought I'd... Uh, 
I just needed to intervene briefly. I really wanted this, 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 you see. And he pulls out the shiny scythe. What does it look like? I think the, the stick of it is like white colored now, I think. Like a matte white. <laughs> just like the stick of it. The stick of it. Shaft. I did not want to say that, Gary. <laughs> and you know I didn't want to say that. Say the word, Ed. I won't say, say shaft. It. I won't say that word. That accursed word. Um, and I think the blade is kind of... It's a black blade now. Oh, it's very, very fucking bleach. I like it is, that yeah. Lot. It's a bit bleach. It's going a bit bleach. Um, I love that. But the, 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 the like, circumference of the <laughs> stick is... Um, <laughs> It's kind of thinner than it was before, so instead of it like, <laughs> okay. it's it's more size to like tarot hand size. Um, but you're Eusebius size. Which is, it probably looks quite small in in Eusebius's yeah. hands. Yeah, ah, interesting. <laughs> okay. Dwarfed, dwarfed by her mighty grip. Yeah. Woohoo! Has the other scythe changed as well, or does that one not change? I don't think that one changes. Is that is that the one you got from the queen then? Yes. What's it do? Oh, I don't know. It just looks. I just liked it a lot. Well. Well, do you know, I, I picked up this one, and um, I, I waggle Ardell uh, clumsily. <laughs> Someone who's <laughs> literally never handled a sword in their life before. Do you know anything about swords? Not specifically, but I can I can work something out. I want to cast um, identify on the sword. Oh, okay. Yes. It's me, Yubi, your DM, here to say as always, hello, and thank you for listening. Really, honestly, thank you so much for listening. We are almost at 40 episodes of the show. In fact, we are, well, of the main campaign. Of course, we have over 40 episodes if you count all the other ones we do. But this one is almost at 40 episodes, and that is a lot of episodes. So thank you for listening to all of these episodes. We are very, very grateful. If you have a moment and you are on an iDevice, please consider heading on over to iTunes and leaving us a review. It really helps us find new people. iTunes have just brought in all these new categories. Um, it recommends us to other people based on the amount of reviews we get blah 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 blah. so if you have a moment only takes a couple of seconds you don't have to put a comment you can just hit that little button of the amount of stars you want to give us and it would really really help us out thank you so so much and of course a huge huge thank you to everyone else who tweets about us who tumbles about us who lets people know about us when you let your friends know when you let your foes know about us it really helps us out so thank you so so much and of course we love seeing all of the absolute wild stuff y'all tweet and tumble it is incredible your creativity is astounding it's just amazing thank you so so much so very excitingly we also now have a patreon account i've put the link in the show notes we've got all sorts of really really cool stuff so all four of us are making content for it we, there's a new post every week on a saturday you can read nat's diary we've got maps from the fallen city we've got an exploration of Jural through a new character we've got music that didn't quite make the show and all this other really cool stuff and more there are stats and pictures and all sorts most of the content is also 
also free to the public after a month. So head on over and go and read the Unlocked stuff. It's really, really cool. All of the support that we get on Patreon goes back into the show and helping us do this even better, paying back some of the costs that we incur from just the the bandwidth of the Podbean and the WordPress site and the mic equipment that we've bought and all of that sort of stuff. So we're really, really grateful for all and any support that y'all give us. But also just enjoy the free content because it's pretty great. And honestly, I enjoy reading it so much. So just go check it out and have a read. And it will be unlocked for the most part after a month. Anyway, so enjoy. We also want to say, of course, a huge thank you to Orion, who has been organizing our transcripts. He is an absolute hero. He has been working so hard. He has created all of these amazing transcripts. He's managed to organize other people creating transcripts, of which we are, of course, incredibly grateful for. So to everybody who has written a transcript for us, thank you so, so much. It is just incredible. We are so, so grateful to you. Thank you. And of course, we also want to say a huge thank you to our wonderful Rachel Graff for the theme tune. She is an amazing composer. You can check out her stuff at www.rachelgraff.com. And that's Graff with G-R-A-F-F, Golf, Romeo, Alpha, Foxtrot, Foxtrot. Don't just put one F, you get another Rachel Graff. That other Rachel Graff, probably great, but not our Rachel Graff. So check out our Rachel Graff with the double Foxtrot, FF at the end. Uh, I'm going to let y'all get back to this show because this episode is wild and and it just gets more wild after this and things have changed and will change hugely so enjoy D20 to see This is not tarot casting identified. This is Vespa casting identified. Vespa knows Vespa can cast identify. Yeah. So how does this work? Oh, did you take that one at level one? Yes. That's a okay. first level spell. Then I then I will allow that. So you can have any first level spell that you haven't used, you can have access to, but the rest would be new to Vespa as well. Okay, cool. That cool. works. Okay. Nice. So uh, identify now. I believe that identify does need one material component, which is a pearl. But we will say that on Eusebius's armor, that Vespa would know this. And on Eusebius's armor, it is like inlaid with bits of jewelry and pearls and things because mm. it is her very fancy ceremonial armor. So there will be a pearl worth, I believe, two hundred gold pieces. A hundred gold pieces, actually. Hundred gold pieces um, on that. D and D. A lot of it is swords. <laughs> you cast Identify on this sword and it is deeply, deeply magical. And much like the two sides on your back, it has some properties that do some more like damage. It is more dangerous than it seems. Whoever uses this sword has to be very much in tune with it. <laughs> as if they have to have spent a while really forging a little link between themselves and Ardell for its properties to fully show themselves. But there seems to be some sort of like mind link, psychic link between sword and wielder with this one. I've relayed that information. You also would know that very much like Rupert Fuck, there is this essence of a someone in that sword. Cool. What, really? Like a person? Okay. Um, Sorry, excuse me a moment. And I just sort of scamper off into a corner and I 
go full grog, lift up the sword <laughs> and sort of speak to the pommel going, Hello? Hello? And I'm going to spend 15 minutes trying to either talk to the sword or attune to it or whatever. Make me a perception check as you start speaking to it. 11. There's this very soft little like, like whisper, murmur to it, but with the song playing and the general noise from the barracks, like, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of try and sing along to the song quietly into the pommel. Okay, that doesn't seem to do anything else. I look at the pommel of the sword and I go, yeah, no, I'm a bit sick of it as well. Okay. And then I sort of, I'm, I don't have a scabbard or anything for this thing. I'm basically just holding it like, a, like I'm walking around with a mop. Okay, luckily you uh, do know a good <laughs> shop that will sell <laughs> mildly decorative I scabbards. I but... don't know that they're great scabbards. I yeah. mean, you know, the workmanship's just a little touch yeah, shoddy. Yeah. yeah. Um, cool. So, Can I tune to my site as well? Yes. I will say, as, as, as a visual reference, it looks like Soul Eater from Soul Eater. Okay, very good. Okay, yes. So... You both take the time to examine your weapons and forge a bond. Hey, does mine look like... Do I get to choose what mine looks like? Sure, why not? Mine looks exactly like Sting. Okay, very cool. <laughs> what, I the musician? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have a tiny Gordon Sumner with a little <laughs> thing sticking out. Of it. <laughs> 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 oh, fucking Sting. Mm. Sting the aging middle of the road twat bag. I can't wait until this turns back into a person and it's just Sting. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, well, mm, yeah. Oh my god. Oh no, I blew my levels. That was so good. I meant Sting from The Hobbit. Okay. Obviously. Famed halfling blade yeah. and elvish letter I mean, owner. It's a very good insult you just laid out in there. Middle of the road twat bag. I... Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy okay how, how many books uh comprise the laws of this fine city there are so many books on laws but you do find one that is probably meant for students studying law that is a general oversight of most of them without the weird tricky little ones because what i'm thinking is do i requisition nearby people and bring all of the rules of law don't i don't know what the word requisition means gary Force them to carry them all. Sure, you can do that. Bring, 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 bring. Hello. Uh, hi, guys. Um, all the books of law. Are there a lot? Question, Yubi. Mm-hmm. Who gets to pick up the phone here? Oh. Ooh. Ooh. Roll me a d20. If it's odd, it's tarot. If it's even, it's Vesper. <laughs> it's odd. Oh God. Uh, hello. Uh, oh, tarot. Uh, this is very weird. Um, hi. Gone. Are, are you okay? Very good question. Don't know. We'll get back to you when I do know. What's What's new with you guys? What's up? We can talk to you on the on the brain of my phone. You, you sure? <laughs> you sure can. Which is, I think I'm asleep. I is this a dream? I think I might be in a dream. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, but like, you are walking around and talking and saying your name's Vespa. Hmm. V's sort of walking around wearing you a bit like a meat suit. No, that's very weird. I guess. Have you heard of a Vespa before? No. I've been popular in Italy. <laughs> yeah, other than the, the motorcycle, of course, which, <laughs> which exists. Sorry. What's a motorcycle? It's like a wasp. <laughs> oh, 
right. Oh, I hate them. Yeah, it's a little flying insect thing called a motorcycle. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Why are we chatting about motorcycles? I don't know. I'm just freaked out, Taro. Dreams you... are pretty weird. Yeah. Neri, can can you ask Vesper if we want all the books? Uh yeah, sure. Hang on, give me a sec. And I look at Vesper, and my and my my brain is sort of split into the bit that's going. What? Yeah, same. And the bit that's actually asking questions. Okay. Um, Vesper, do you think we need all the law books? Hmm. Um, just a few. Just the ones that look the most lawy. You know. Right. Okay. Um. Do excuse me a moment. Um, I, I I can explain what I'm doing in a minute. I don't know if you know. Uh, anyway, <clears throat> Nat V says um, not all of them. Okay. Well, thank th- thanks for that. <laughs> Taro, you still there? Yeah. Taro, you are coming back at some point, aren't you? Well, I hope so. Normally, I wake up from dreams. Feel very weird if I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That sounds about right. You don't have any memory of this Vesper person, then? No. V did say V'd made a deal with you. Um, uh, I've made a lot of deals. Right. Maybe V made a deal with, like, a different bit of you? Who can say? You're, you, you're not in, like, pain or... or, or no, I just... Distress, just... particularly. You, right, you have a nice dream. Try and dream about ice cream. That one's always good. Okay. Um, good. I'll, I'll, I'll speak to you later. Yeah, see you in a bit. Bloop. Bye. Conceptually very confusing. <laughs> I love it. Uh, I grab said books. Okay. I will instruct the person in the labyrinth to bring me a bag for the books. Okay. And then they do so. Take them back across town. Okay. You do that. You arrive back with a bundle of the most lawy of law books available in Tembrin. <laughs> Here we go. Wait, is there a table or something in this throne room, or are we? There's got to be a table, right? Or do I, I have to like get someone to bring a table I think, in? Yeah. There's not usually a table in a throne room. It's just the throne. That's Wait, we have... The point of the there's, room. like, an office. Have, has oh, yeah. Nat been in, like, an office with... There is the secret room full of magic shit. Ooh, sure, let's yeah, go there. Let's go there. Okay. There is a table in there. I will upturn the books on the table. The bag of books on the table, not just nice. turn over the books <laughs> one by one so they're upside down. I flip the table. I, uh, at this point, to be perfectly honest with you, Narium is going to sit in a, in a corner, sort of still looking at the sword and frowning a lot and looking at Vesper and frowning a lot and just sort of muttering about how loud the song is in here. What song? Would you, you know, the music, I, oh, I, well, I, Taro must have not told you. Um, I can hear a song all the time. Oh, no, time. yeah, no, I remember now. I <laughs> forgot. Oh, you sound a bit like him. <laughs> That's because I'm bad at talking. I mean, we have the same vocal cords. I suppose so. I want to start, like, thumbing through these books. Okay. Whichever one looks the most lawful. Okay, sure. <laughs> the most, like, obviously, like, big, bound in, like, gilded shit book. You get a book called The Nice and Accurate Laws of Tembrin by... <laughs> <laughs> nice. By Tagnus Butter. Yeah. Uh, Is dear. it volume 69? <laughs> sure. It's Page volume- 420. Wow. The weave number. <laughs> okay. What are you looking for in this book of laws? You can spend time and learn all the laws in Temperate. Well, Nat can. I don't, I don't care. I've just given it a little thumb through. Just like, yep, there's a lot of pages in this. I'll write down the page count. Might be relevant later. I'm okay. not looking for anything in particular. Roll me a little investigation check real quick, please. That's that's a two on the investigation there. 
there's a lot of very weird laws. Some of them make sense. Some of them seem very weird. Vesper, do you, do you need my assistance? Uh, do you do you want to read these? I mean, you can. It seems pretty dense. I, I could use something to take my mind off the last couple of days. Sure. Do you think they're done setting up that podium yet? I have concerns about the podium. It's going to be great. I just... What are we going to say exactly? Don't worry about it. I'm going to clear your good names. Oh, now you sound like Tarot. <laughs> I'm going to express great regret for the murder of of the other alien and then and then in in the nature of reparations uh, ensure that the currently surviving aliens are treated very nicely. Oh, that sounds all right. Don't mind that one. It's going to be good. With the best will in the world, I don't think you'll be able to keep up this uh, disguise for long. Yeah, don't worry about that. I've 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 got an out. All right. Okay. Is this like the uh, knowledge that's in your head, but not tarot's that you're not allowed to tell anyone about? Oh no, totally irrelevant to that. Uh, really? Wait, the... there's knowledge in your head that's not in. Yeah, it's secret knowledge, Nat, in Vesper's head. See, see, Naren, this is why nobody tells you things. <laughs> yeah. Secret... yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Secret knowledge. What's what's your name? Vesper. The countermarch. Have we met? You were at the tower, yes? Yes. Uh, Nat, roll me a... I, roll me a history check. That is a 15. As Vesper is talking, you have heard the name Vesper before. And you've heard it in Sundarian in relation to a group called maybe like the countermarch? Or... Courier March or something group, just like the vaguest mention of a. Uh, you're not entire. You don't have a lot of detail, but you feel like you've probably heard that name before. When you say heard in Sundarian, do you mean as a member of a gang? So not necessarily as a member of a gang, but having done work for a gang, maybe. Okay. You were in the tower, correct? You were helping out. Uh, oh, what was the name? Valen. Yes, you were helping out Valen. That was very helpful. Thank you. And you were there as well. Vesper, where do I... You were in Sindarian. I have been in Sindarian before, yes. It turns out the dozen pay rather well. You... The dozen? That's very surprising. Not many people get to work with the dozen. Ah, well, occasionally I interest a line. Interesting, interesting. Very occasionally, mind you. I'm not sure I agree with their... Well, what they want most of the time. From what you were saying about the speech, is, is there any point in me uh, looking through these books? Well, if you're interested. What is the plan here? Are we, are we going to leave? Are we going to stay here for a while? What is the dozen? In Sindarian, they are uh, known as the uh, most powerful and uh, ruthless gang in the city. Right. I got that sort of feeling from what you were saying. Um, Can I suggest that, like, whilst I'm very interested in taking Vesper's view on board... I don't necessarily want to align entirely. We've just met, you know? I think that you, me, and if we can get hold of Taro are the ones who need to decide what happens next. Taro is who we've certainly known for longer, but if there's two or... Wait, Vesper, is it just you and Taro in there? Yes, I believe so, to my knowledge anyway. You never quite know how these these things work. But I was just going to say, I listen, 
you don't know me, but I, I know you, and I trust you. And I was going to suggest to the people of Tenbrun that we begin a new democratic process overseen by you two. I don't think we're really qualified to do that. I'm not sure we're in a position to make that kind of massive change already. I mean, isn't that just going to make everybody think that the aliens are controlling the Queen and they got to kill them? I think maybe Cool Eye Crimson? Hmm. Do you think... Do you think he's trustworthy? Oh, they think you're the Queen. I, uh, I checked. Oh, do they? Well, hmm, they did cover up for tarot once. Yeah, no, th- I think that seems reasonable. Yes, why not? Yeah. Maybe rather than say, we're going all out straight for democracy, maybe say, we've considered constitutional changes that will be taking place and everybody's to be aware that they will be announced shortly and, I don't know, ah, long no, words. No, I've got it, I've got it. I'll say that the situation at the Firemouth is worsening and that I, Eusebius, am going to save everyone by going to the Firemouth. Oh, yeah. And then I'll say that I'll leave Kulai in charge as a... As a so not a surrogate, something else. As a as a region. As a region, that's what I'll say. Perfect, perfect. You're good at this, Nerium. Thank you very much. M- maybe um something about th- this style of leadership will not always be the best because one person is. Yeah. I, I just want to lay lay the lay the uh, foundations for change. You can point out that, you know, there's there's uh, issues of succession. Yes. And uh, it may be time to um, create a more stable foundation. Got it. I'll write that. I'll write those things down on my this very messy notepaper now. Oh, this might work, actually. I've got a good feeling about this now. Neri. Yes? Can I speak to you briefly? Oh, of course not. Kind of sidle over to the side. I'm not sure what to do about them. Because... If there's two of them in one body, I mean, just because we've known Taro longer doesn't mean that we should choose him. I mean, yeah, it does. He's our friend. What worries me is that there may be more than two of them, because Taro didn't seem like he knew anything about Vespa. So there may be more and Vespa doesn't know about them. When you relayed your conversation to me earlier, you mentioned that Vespa said... V invited Taro in. Yeah. And V also said that they made a deal with Taro. And Taro said they'd ma- that he'd made lots of deals and he didn't remember that one. I think we've just got to make sure that we keep the body alive. Yes, that's certainly and true. stay close to it. Nah. Yeah. Was you in a gang in Sidorian then? Uh, not quite. I um, I I did some jobs here and there for people. Right, because I was wondering actually where you learned to sort of swing a sword and everything. Because you're very good at it. Can you give me some tips at some point? Because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing with this thing. Uh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yes, I, I will, Neri. That would be that would be nice. That'd be lovely. We can do like sparring and stuff. Uh, yes. Yeah. I mean. I think this speech is going to go well, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Vespa does seem to be um, a lot more cool-headed than Taro. V's very receptive to uh, suggestions, and that's a new one. Yes, yes, indeed. Before you know it, 
you are standing on the podium which has not actually been torn down properly from the speech this morning and you are surrounded by crowds of people all of who look kind of confused and unsure as to what's going on you see familiar faces in the crowd you see lua at the back who is like looking wide-eyed and kind of like (laughs) shell-shocked still i resist the urge to wave yeah lua (laughs) is like lua has like an arm round Jiren's shoulders and like when you appear on the stage Lua just like points right to you <laughs> and clearly like says something to Jiren who's like oh my god Jiren pulls like a face like I don't think so you know you're on stage who is going on stage with you the so as you step up the military personnel like before start to kind of go to their places on the stage uh I think Kulai's coming up and Nat yep. is coming up okay so you're gonna send the other ones away yeah. Okay, that causes confusion in the crowds and in the generals who are all like getting into place and then suddenly are kind of getting ushered off stage again and they like are looking around like what is going on? In that case, um I will slip out round the back and mingle with the crowd as kind of stealthily hood up over my face, fairly inconspicuous halfling style. Okay, make me a stealth check. 18 plus 11, ah. so that is a 29. You are so inconspicuous for a minute you forget where you are. <laughs> I Yeah, my feet get trodden on a lot. And I would like to be listening out for what the reaction in the crowd is. Yeah, so I think you can see you see this from for just a second, kind of like blank. And there's like a, a sudden, like if you're paying attention, look of like subtle panic. And then Eusebius leans into you, Nat, and says, Hey, Nat. You ever have one of those dreams where you've got to do a speech you're not prepared for? Oh, and fuck. then says, Greetings, people of Sintenbrun. <laughs> I am gathered here today to speak to you about things I have learned and meditated upon. Everyone knows that Tenbrun is a city where all can truly be free. <laughs> That's what's been enshrined in our laws. <coughs> Holds up the big book of laws. However, I hear some of you say, the freedom here truly only belongs to, and then looks at the notes again, the friends of the queen and <laughs> the military. And I say to you, can we really say that Tenbrun is free if only some people are free? <laughs> I say also no to this. <laughs> it isn't it isn't right and it's not fair. I cast message at Nat. Nat, I don't think that's Vesper. Could you maybe intervene before uh, he, st- he starts a revolution? So. I'm in the crowd. I'm going to die. Effective immediately. Ah! I am revoking the authority of the military. The crown and the law. (laughs) And then I pull out the scythe and chop the book in half. 